Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, those Suma guys, uh, starting episode number six already here. Um, Mike Herman, owner of CrossFit Suma, uh, talking with the head coach of CrossFit Suma, Sean Rimmer. Sean, how are you doing today? Pretty good at the beach, and it's currently all the hurricane stuff from Florida, so it's, that's always cool. But Yeah, you're kind of getting that tail end of this hurricane. Yeah. We got to go see the ocean today in a break. <laughs> Yeah, the Northeast right now is starting to cool down and uh, looking like fall all of a sudden. Yeah. So today uh, we have a little bit of an interesting topic <laughs> that we were both pretty excited about talking about. So excited that you were willing to do this for on vacation. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, can't stop the train, Mike. It's got to keep rolling. Today we're going to talk about uh, a listener uh, or a member question. I'm going to pull it up here so I could quote it verbatim. Uh, this question is coming from Kim. Uh, and Kim asked, why program the snatch when it's not as functional, when it's not a functional movement? Anything, <clears throat> anything you can snatch can be more functionally clean and jerk. So why program the snatch while, when it's not a functional movement? Anything you can snatch can be much more functionally clean and jerk. That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> So Hello. it got our brain juices stirring here and uh, you and I both lit up when we heard this one. So we wanted to address it for, for Kim and for everybody else. And I think there's going to be some, some interesting things that come out of this discussion today. So I, we kind of thought that we would take kind of opposite ends of the argument a little bit. So I'm going to kind of uh, play devil's advocate a little bit on one side of it and uh, kind of... Uh, like go the opposite of what, what you're going to say in the beginning, potentially, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll mm -hmm. see where it goes. So I don't know, this could get heated, you know? <laughs> I, I'm just excited because it's, I feel like it's a, it's a dialogue that a lot of people have with themselves and questions they ask um, of like, why, what is the point of a snatch and how does that translate to any part of my life? Yeah. And I, I think that's a pretty common, I, common one that I've heard throughout the years at the gym. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think to get us started, we're going to kind of define our terms here before we, you know, bunker it down on the conversation. Like, let's agree to, you know, what the terms are and, and their definitions, and then we can kind of address it from there. Yeah. Um, let's, I guess, start with the definition of the movements. Uh, so what is a cleaner jerk and what is a snatch? I guess we should say first, they're both Olympic lifts that kind of originate from the sport of Olympic weightlifting. Um, You'll see them kind of nowadays, uh, if you watch the Olympic, the Summer Olympics, uh, you'll see, uh, you know, men and women competing in their weight classes uh, with both of these lifts. Um, and it's insane. It's crazy. The <laughs> amount of weight that they can lift is just out of this world at this point. Uh, and it's all kind of relative to their body size, um, which makes it even more impressive, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I'll go first with the clean and jerk. So I'm mm -hmm. going to be kind of taking the side of the clean and jerk on this one a little bit. So the clean and jerk is in Olympic weightlifting, at least taking a barbell from the ground up to your shoulders in one motion and then kind of pausing before uh, propelling the barbell up overhead to finish in what's called the jerk. And I think it is important to note too, throughout the history, like, uh, Olympic weightlifting started in 1920, and back then, uh, this was called the clean and press, which they, it was more of like a 
pressing motion. And they got it up in some weird ways, yeah. man. Holy yeah. crap. Do yourself a favor, look up some videos of the old clean and press, and it's a little crazy. <laughs> uh, oh, but man. nowadays, the jerk, so the portion of getting it over your head, is done in a couple different ways. But essentially, you're getting under the weight to some degree, either in a split stance or a squat, uh, and then standing it up um, from there. So it's, it's kind of two separate mo movements. You want to define what the snatch is? First well, of all, do you agree, agree with that or want to add anything to that? Well, it's funny because like it's the beginning and ending phase of both lifts are exactly the same. The point of it is to get it from the ground to over your head where the snap or the, uh, the clean and jerk is two separate movements. The clean is first getting it to your shoulders. And then the jerk is the second phase of it. Like you were just saying, getting it up there. The snatch is getting it from the floor overhead in one continuous motion. And once it's up there, standing it all the way up overhead yeah so that, that's the big difference is the pause and everything in the middle yeah yeah uh yeah so that's <clears throat> the difference between the clean and jerk and the snatch um i think the other important word in that question was uh you know she mentioned two times like she used the word functional twice so mm -hmm. i think we need to define what functional is she said quote the you know the snatch is not as functional so what is functional? Uh, let's define that and then kind of go into the conversation from there. Uh, you want to hit it first? You want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll, t I'll, I'll take a stab at it first. And then you can, <laughs> you can uh, chime in. Yeah, I would, I would define functional, like functionality as something, especially from the, in the fitness world, like truly defining something as functional is how does this actually um, become a piece of my real world life outside of the gym you know like picking up something off the ground that's heavy or pushing something up on a shelf above your head or something like that's functional movement squatting is a functional movement um because you're going to do it a thousand times a day um so that's kind of how it, i would define it is something that you can take from the gym and it makes your life easier outside of the gym yeah agreed mine is similar i looked up the crossfit definition they defined it as uh movements that your body was designed to do mm. uh, squatting, pulling, hinging, lunging, all these different movement patterns. Mm -hmm. uh, I would also, if I were to put my own spin on it, be similar to yours. Uh, a functional movement should improve your ability to do what you want to do. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever that is, you know, hiking, biking, uh, swimming, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, kind of agree what the clean and jerk is, the snatch is, what a functional movement is. So now mm -hmm. let's address the question, I guess. So is the snatch a functional movement? What's kind of part one of that? Part two oh, was oh, oh. Uh, why not just clean and jerk it? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> How do you want to start? Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's start it this way. Let's, uh, let's go over some of the same things that they offer, right? Like um, the, the big thing is, uh, I took like my USAW weightlifting uh, certification a couple years ago, and that was that. It was I loved it. Like you spend literally two days just focusing on the three movements: the snatch, the clean, and the jerk, and that's it. Um, but one of the big things is is like them being Olympic movements and weightlifting is like both of them are going to give you the explosive 
huge power outputs in uh in weightlifting right like it's something that a deadlift a back squat like aren't going to generate because yes they're they're strength based but the the power that you gain from these olympic lifts are huge and overtake a lot of that um i think that's a big thing it's like they're they're getting the same thing like so those olympic weightlifters are some of the most powerful people like walking around this planet right it's like olympic sprinters and jumpers and things the same thing they're these you know herculean like size power out powerhouses uh and like that's pretty cool to see yeah you know yeah um, okay they're, they're both similar yeah in regards to they're both quite complex right there's a lot of technique if anyone who's been you know tried these before you know there's a lot uh happening <laughs> quickly yeah. uh and well, it needs to happen fast and powerfully and i think you just brought it up too is like they are such technique driven exercises um because of the application of like power and your force and everything um they need to be technically sound and that's why they're some of the most advanced movements and then in that certification i love this i use this all the time whenever we do uh stuff in class um they they talked about it at that certification there are five movements in the fitness world essentially that require 90 percent or more of your neurological system so like your central nervous system it's sprinting Mm. jumping yeah snatch clean and jerk those are the five so when three out of the five have that high of a demand uh and essentially like if you were to you everything is being used on your body outside of your head like every other piece of your nervous system is is fully engaged in those movements i think that's kind of like a cool like thing to think about yeah yeah, when I think about how to develop power in our athletes, those are the those are the five that come to mind. And then we do the Olympic lifts a lot uh, because of you know how long they take to learn, and uh, yeah, but yeah, sprinting and jumping, yeah, yeah. Well, and like uh, even to like take another step back, it was I think like you just pointed out too is like the development of athletes at a younger age and getting exposed to some of these things, especially when it's like a uh, more of a power related sport. So like, you know, football, track, uh, volleyball, things that are going to be pretty explosive as far as sports go. I know get exposed to like me personally, when I was in high school and I played football and in college and everything, it, um, we did the clean and like, you know, we did squat cleans and power cleans. We never really got into the jerk a lot. Yeah. But again, I think this is kind of segueing to mm. a little bit then, Mike. But uh, <laughs> I think like that's a cool thing to think about, too, is like the younger that you get exposed to these things, the the more you know explosive you can be for your sport that you're playing, too. And yeah. like, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you touched on before, too, like it's so technical, uh, technical, too. Uh, a lot of the gains that we see with younger athletes are inexperienced Olympic weightlifters in the gym is through the neuromuscular adaptations and learning mm-hmm. better technique, not necessarily getting stronger, at least in the beginning. Right. As, as you get better at the lifts, then maybe your strength becomes more of an issue. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, this is kind of a tangent, but it's, uh, it. <laughs> I think like, 
these three movements, the earlier you can get exposed to them, like you were just saying, the better you would be, you know, later in life, as far as being able to, to use your body in space and be aware of it. Um, and to kind of how to apply that, that application of force, you know, into something, you know, you were just saying, it's like uh, a lot of the, the members at the gym who got into CrossFit, never played uh, a sport, you know, it, they have a more of an uphill battle sometimes learning how to use all of that, you know, that 90% of their, their CNS. Whereas like somebody who played one of those explosive sports and maybe did it when they were younger has a much easier time to segue into it. Yeah. Cause you can be like, Hey, jump up and touch that. And they're like, cool. Got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you were exposed to it for, through football. My own experience, uh, you know, I went all, I, as like you did, I got all the way up to a college level uh, athlete as a soccer player, and I did not get exposed to any Olympic weightlifting throughout mm. that time. Uh, so it was just, it's just interesting. I think, you know, I could have greatly benefited from it personally getting exposed to it earlier. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not a big tangent at all for you because, you mentioned how you know Olympic weightlifting can make you more of a functional human being. We are going to talk about that, I think, down the road today. One of the reasons why we do functional, you know, why we do Olympic weightlifting is because they are functional and they do uh, make you a more resilient, well-rounded human being. But yeah. uh, I think we both agree on kind of you know what makes the clean and jerk and the snatch the same. Right. Point. Let's uh, let's maybe talk about what makes them different and like uh, kind of uh ask this question again like why not just clean and jerk something when you could just uh or, or why not why snatch it if you could just you know one motion up over your head if you could just lift it up to your shoulder and then press it up over your head and i think where she maybe she was getting this question from like maybe i'll dive into that a little bit i think i know yeah. where she was coming from like i think she was coming from the aspect of like most people can clean and jerk more weight then they can snatch uh, in general, like upon, like for this podcast, I looked up, you know, the, the biggest lifts that are out there right now, uh, the, the best clean and jerk out, uh, listed for Olympic weightlifting in competition, clean and jerk is 595 pounds. <laughs> Oof, so almost 600 pounds there. Uh, the biggest snatch is 490 pounds. So yeah. about a hundred pounds less there yeah, uh, yeah. which is still that, insanely close it's crazy yeah well and is it like um tell me if i'm wrong but is it the same guy it's Lasher it is the same guy yeah. right yeah he yeah. Yeah. oh my god there's a guy his name is lasha i'm not even gonna butcher his last name because oh, I don't maybe help us with this because he's yeah. from georgia yeah but he is from georgia he is insanely strong it like to be able to clean and jerk almost 600 pounds and then to be able to snatch, he will be the first person to ever snatch 500 pounds. It's insane how close he was last time. But uh, it, it's crazy to see him do that much weight and to see how big of a human he is and how he's a big guy and how flexible in everything he is. Mm -hmm. Um so I think that's a, it's, it's impressive, man, to see somebody like that do, do things like that. 
yeah, it's crazy. Definitely check out those videos of him because it is super cool to to watch. There's even a couple slow motion ones if you want to look at how, what your form looks should look like when you <laughs> kind of pick up something heavy. So I think yeah. that's part of it. Like part of the question from from Kim, I believe, is the fact that you know most people can clean and jerk more weight than than they mm-hmm. can snatch, um, and it's a little bit, maybe the other side of it would be, it's a little less complicated. We talked about how te- technically complicated all <laughs> these, these lifts are. So maybe part of that is, okay, I can make this a little less technically difficult to get it up over my head. Um, so how would you respond right. to that? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a thing I'm so excited <laughs> Did about. Did I tee you up? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my defense to that, right? If I'm going to be defending the snatches, that'd be like climbing a mountain and being like, I can get three quarters of the way up and then I'll just drive the car the rest of the way and get to the top, you know, not the same satisfaction. Right, right, right. But, um, I think that this is where the, this is where I'll kind of, I'll start to really defend the snatches. I think the snatch is one of those things. Um, when you teach Olympic weightlifting to somebody, it's better to teach them the snatch first because of what you just said. It is a, it is a more technical and complete movement that is more complicated than the, the clean and jerk, Yeah. right? If you teach all of the steps of the snatch, they've already learned almost all of the steps for the clean and jerk. And I think that's a big thing, right? Um, that the same you know first pull second pull and everything in both are almost identical as in outside of hand position and everything yeah it's just what happens once it gets pretty much above the hips that is the big difference so that's where it's a very easy thing to be like well why do i need to learn the snatch if i already know the clean and jerk and it is because you already know how to do everything. It's just the demand now for a snatch is much higher. Hence the reason that the weight, the top end weight is much lower. Right. Yeah. And there's a few other reasons for that that I'm sure we'll get into too. But Kim, I swear I'm going to try and defend the clean and jerk here. But (laughs) but to Sean's point here, I've been onboarding new members to the gym. And one of the things that I like to do with them is expose them to the Olympic lifts early in our sessions because those are the most complicated things that we tend to do uh and i will admit that i've been teaching the snatch first uh for that same reason yeah uh, granted it's with a pvc pipe but i've been i've been teaching the snatch first because it translates better that way you know versus doing the lesser movement first and then trying to go to the harder movement afterwards yeah i i do have to agree with you on that first point but I will say so. Okay. So go into the next. So, you know, I think the other side of it too is, or let's maybe broaden the conversation a little bit away, away from a barbell. All right. So like, you know, I I think if we're talking about functional, you know, relating to real uh, something we want to do in real life, I think it Uh should be, should be talked about that, you know, we're not just lifting a barbell in real, in the real world. You know, you got to pick up real world objects. So the one thing that came to mind for me in this conversation was uh, cleaning, uh, particularly uh, some odd objects. Like at the gym, you might see something like a sandbag or an stone 
or uh, dumbbells or uh, kettlebells or any kind of like, you can still clean it. So again, taking it from the ground up to the shoulders uh, in one motion uh, and pressing or jerking up overhead. Um, you know, for this, I was looking at like what people could do with an, uh, you know, with odd objects. And I found this strongman guy, Tom Stoltman can lift oh. a 630 pound Atlas stone, you know, from the ground up to his shoulder uh, and like loading it onto a, a, a 48 inch kind of uh, platform. Uh, so, you know, I think the humans are extremely capable of lifting a lot of weight to that point, but not maybe not necessarily up over their head in one motion. And that might be look a little bit more like something we see in real life. Like uh, maybe we'll get into some real world scenarios down the line, but at the gym, something like a sandbag or kettlebells, dumbbells, things like that. Well, and it's funny because when I asked Crystal this question of what she thought was more functional versus the clean and jerk and the snatch, her immediate thing, she thought about it and thought about it. And she said, well, a sandbag clean. Yeah that's the that's the most functional not a clean and jerk not a not a snatch but it's in the middle it's like that like you just said it's the lifting of the odd object because she was like i did it with a, a 50 pound bag of dog food the other day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so i i agree with you on that like i think the the translation for an odd object to get it into that front rack position right or in the in that top end is more functional yeah for for that right right but here's my rebuttal are you ever clean and jerking a sandbag right and that's the that is the caveat to this when i was looking at things i was like all right you know clean and cleaning a sandbag cleaning things is one thing but then getting it up over your head is Would a whole other thing Pretty yeah. sure that Tom Stoltman didn't uh, press that 630-pound <laughs> atlas stone over his head. Um, right. So I do think that adds another layer to it. I do think, you know, the dog food example was actually one that I wrote down, you know, taking a, a bag of dog food from the ground and then getting it onto a shelf or something that's maybe above your eye level uh, would be an example of something functional. The other idea of like a real-world real example that I could come up with was you're on a plane and you're loading your carry uh, your your luggage from the ground to the overhead bin uh you know uh as a, like a kind of a real world example of having to like basically do a clean and pressing it up to that storage container uh, yeah your head in the plane um yeah i think i'm gonna try and stay <laughs> stay, stay <laughs> strong in my defense here but uh i think you know, doing things like uh, using the sandbags and some real world objects can really be functional. And I think when Kim asked this question, I think she might have had made the same mistake of not really uh, taking into consideration that press overhead, you know? Yeah, but all right. And this is, um, this is like my, uh, I guess, answer to that too, is like to your airplane question, right? right. Um, or example, I'm sorry, um, is like getting it from the floor to the overhead compartment. Is anybody really stopping at their shoulders or are they just doing it in one fail, like one motion uh, from the floor? Uh, I'll use a, an example actually that just happened yesterday too. It was like I was talking with my mom and Crystal about this topic and um, 
there are there's a room here that has bunk beds in it and charlie like we found out she likes getting on top of the bunk bed so that was cool uh, and climbing up the ladder without anybody in the room Daredevil. but uh yeah my mom picked charlie up and immediately just put her right on top of the bunk beds and we're like that was a clean like jerk <laughs> yeah yeah now, again that's a that's a pretty it's a pretty far stretch for that but most people depending on what it is is like if they do have to press it over their head will always divert back to just the one motion because they already have a hold of it or whatever it is yeah um and i think it again with an odd object it's hard because yeah. you're never going to have like a perfect bar path that's going like an inch away from your body all the way up you know you're not going to do that because yeah. most of the time you're not using a maximal load if you're doing that either. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that guy is. Yeah. He did it with a 600 pound stone, but you know, he also didn't press it over his head, but right. it's again, that's a very far out example. Yeah. I think that's where this conversation kind of has to go back to the barbell in my opinion, because of why we use the barbell, uh, to develop, yeah, you're smiling because you know this is headed in your favor. Well, uh, I, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, we use the barbell specifically because it translates, the barbell translates to some of these functional movements. And again, just like you pointed out, it's never going to be perfect in a real world scenario and it's almost impossible to emulate that. So right. what we can do is we can use a barbell progressively load that barbell as you develop the neuromuscular ability and the strength and you know continue to to work on you know what makes the olympic lifts so valuable and part of that is like these other attributes that we haven't talked about yet like coordination balance uh yeah i know you're <laughs> uh and that's why you know we do it with a barbell because it's safer right um, so that is a perfect segue. This is my, this is my ace in the hole for, for my snatch defense, right? And but it goes back away from the barbell, um, to it to an extent. Um, I think personally that the snatch is the most functional movement because of not what you're able to do with the weight, but what you're able to do with your body in those positions right the right. the fact of overhead squatting something in a good position with my hips open and a vertical torso and everything is in perfect harmony there i feel like that translates to the real world so much better because of flexibility needs versus the clean and just being in a front rack yeah. right and then even on the jerk like you're doing all right so perfect example is most people will go to a split jerk because they don't have the shoulder mobility overhead right to help or the core strength to get it up there but if they tried to push jerk it it would be a totally different story yeah because you need shoulder mobility there and some, some of that core strength yeah and then and i think i think that's the big yeah, I think uh, to talking about the jerk and or the difference in flexibility demands between a clean and jerk and a snatch too. I think uh, 
even if you look at the best in the world when it comes to the clean and jerk, like the most flexible, mobile, crazy human beings out there, a few people do what's called a squat jerk. Yeah. Which is, if you've never seen that, you know, in the Olympics, you should definitely YouTube that too. Um, There's the the focus on knees weightlifting for that because that's what they do from a young age. Yeah, I was going to say China, uh, all of China, most of China's weightlifters to use this technique. Um, Yeah. One of the best weightlifters in the world uh, uses this. Uh, It's a Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But uh, um, he, he always squat jerks everything and it's insane to look at. Yeah. So essentially what that is, is, you know, you do the clean, right? You catch the clean on your shoulders, you stand that up and then you basically drop under the weight into like an overhead squat with a pretty narrow grip uh, yeah. and stand it up from there. So uh, pretty crazy. I will say looks lot, a lot like a snatch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks a lot like a snatch. But uh, uh, other, if we're not talking about that, then I would agree with you. The flexibility demands of a snatch are quite a lot more demanding on the body. Uh, right. Well, and to kind of, to kind of elaborate on that too is like um so we have there are you know i use it personally i know that you've used it for katie as well it's like the um the fms testing protocol um so fms stands for functional movement screen and it's comprised of um eight eight tests essentially that are you know testing your core flexibility and then your core stability uh and two of the tests in there two of the tests that can be used or shoulder pass through. So with your hands wide, taking it over and back, you know, seeing your full range of motion of your shoulder and then an overhead squat too in that same position, um, just because it exposes a lot of ankle stiffness, you know, tightness in my hips or backs or shoulders in that overhead squat position. And I think, again, that's where it translates to the snatch then is like, those are two, you know, pivotal, motions and or um positions that you would see in a snatch and they're used you know because anybody can kind of cheat a front rack position Mm -hmm. and like it but people will still have tight shoulders even in that front rack position i guarantee they would have tight shoulders in an overhead position then too yeah right um so i think like that's a big thing it's just the translation like we always ask everybody to be as flexible as possible in the way of, you know, with flexibility, I'm going to put on my, my corrective exercise in orthopedic exercise uh, for a second, but um, it's like when you are flexible, the risk of injury when you get older drops down dramatically. Yeah. Right. It's like you have um, most of the type, you know, most of the time you see older people who do the little shuffle and they're rounded really far forward and they're, you know, the old man kind of shuffle and their hips are so tight, their, their shoulders are so tight, they have all of this, like, you know, kyphosis in their lower back or, lower, you know, all this stuff that plays into all of these bad positions. And if they fall and they're not flexible because everything is tight, they can't get their leg out to get back underneath of them. And then that's where the falls happen. Yeah. Now that's a very dramatic example, but um, I try and tell this a lot. And I know you know this too, Mike, but it's like, as you get older, 
you can't stop your muscle, you know, your top end strength from diminishing, right? Like it's always going to go down. You, you know, as you get older, you just don't need the same muscle mass as you did when you were 20. Um, same thing, cardiovascular, it's, you know, your, your top end speed definitely goes down. Yeah. But the one thing that you can push off for a very long time is your flexibility. Yeah. And like you keep that theoretically forever if you just stayed flexible enough. And again, that, that always then limits injury. You know, being too flexible is not good either, but like being flexible enough to be in certain positions is, is the key. Yeah. The golden ticket as far as, you know, combating aging and being healthy. Yeah, I think that's where this, we kind of will converge, I guess, and start agreeing on things because not that <laughs> I did a great job of disagreeing with you, but, uh, but I think, um, you know, when you look at the flexibility demands of the clean and jerk versus the snatch, I think if you can't physically perform the snatch correctly or even an overhead squat, like you said, um, in some of these movements, then you might be bypassing some things that you need to stay functional and healthy throughout your life, like you just mentioned. Um, yeah. And I think this is where the conversation kind of goes, it goes in the favor of the snatch a little bit, because if you can't, like, I think for some people, it might make sense to clean and jerk something. But if you're clean and jerking something because you are missing ranges of motion, that's Bingo. where the problem lies, right? I'm sure we'll agree on that. Yeah, I, I, I think that like really sums up for my point, especially is like, uh, why are you picking the clean and jerk over a snatch? If, if your example is this load is heavier than what I can snatch, obviously clean and jerk that, right? Yeah. If you can do it in that way, if the, if the goal is getting it up over your head, do it in the way that you can do best, right? But so what you just said is if you're doing it solely because you are uncomfortable and or don't have the flexibility to do the snatch and that's why you're doing the clean and jerk then that's an issue right you're you want to don't don't run away from things run towards them right um now to that point is that's where i can defend the clean and jerk a little bit is i think like you said earlier too your top end's always going to be heavier in yeah. your clean and jerk right and i think that's like a big thing um the the what makes both of them so beautiful is they're very different while being almost the same <laughs> you know <laughs> that makes and sense. it's right. yeah um and I think it's just like, uh, you know, you and I both love Olympic weightlifting and um, just because of all of the things you can gain from them is, you know, maybe this is kind of taking the high road here, but both, both are on the same plane as each other. And I think they just offer two different things. One is more, you can have a higher end of strength and then one you need more flexibility for, but they're both important to do at the same time. Right. That's why Olympic weightlifters do both movements. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I'll, why not? I'll just take, I'll defend the snatch here for you because uh, we just, we'll just switch. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, being able to take something from the ground up over your head in one explosive movement, you know, that's going to develop your power output 
to a higher degree than a clean and jerk will um, in terms of like explosive hip opening, similar to like, like a box jump or something like that. But I think being able to take the, uh, the, the whatever the load is from the ground up overhead in one motion is, is, uh, is valuable because it's going to develop that explosive power. And then you can take that to your clean and jerk or whatever other motion that you need to do. Yeah. Um, I still think, uh, oh, man, it's, it's hard because even when we first brought this up and you told me about Kim's question and like this topic, I was, uh, I, I was immediately like snatch. Snatch is the more functional of the two. Um, but I still see benefit. Uh, and it's hard to totally be one-sided on, on one of them. Also, I just, truth be told, snatch is one of my favorite movements ever. I, I do love a snatch and an overhead squat, but I have like oddly flexible shoulders. <laughs> um, uh, but there are certain things that um, I think both of them do well too. And it's like you said, it's the explosive hip opening. The flexibility to do both is important. Um, but even outside of that is like, you know, the development of power and everything. Um, I, where I think that they're both great for, and, you know, we're kind of getting back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, Bring it is, full circle, Sean. Bring it home. Yeah. Is, uh, is really, you know, when we talk about movement, it's always like core to extremity, right? Core being like pretty much from your shoulders to like your knees. Everything in there is pretty much considered your core. Um, uh, all of that, the development that you can get from both as far as core strength and core um, flexibility and stability is immense, right? It's being able to accept that heavy load, that much heavier load in a front rack, you know, and not being able to compress in your upper back and like my, my rib cage, you know, tucks down towards my belly button. Um, whereas like I can, you can develop those really big, you know, transverse abdominal muscles and everything. and um, Whereas with the snatch, now I have to get extended and get up over my head. I, get, I start to develop more in like my upper back, my mid back, my still all the same stuff that I would, you know, in my core as far as um, all of your, uh, you know, abdominal muscles. But it's, right. there, there are so many cool things that end up happening because of both. And again, it just goes back to that flexibility and posture thing of like you will ultimately always benefit from having a much stronger and more stable core um, from both of these movements, you know, uh, along with a lot of other things. Um, but I think it's just a, it's kind of a cool thing to kind of make sure that people understand this. Both yeah. of them are great movements. Yeah, yeah I think tying, tying this back into the original question here, like, you know, she asked, uh, is the snatch not fun essentially insinuating that the snatch wasn't as functional. I think we uh, sufficiently explained that the snatch is probably one of the most functional of all the movements we do in the gym. Yeah. Uh, in terms not of, good. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, in terms of just the coordination, balance, flexibility, power output, all the things that are involved in doing it appropriately. Um, yeah. And if you're missing some of those things, then working towards, you know, uh, some of those aspects that you're missing well i think that's it too um and then maybe it's even redefining like the the functionality of it because i think um is when 
people look at something like we'll go with the deadlift right when you look at a deadlift you're like i am learning how to pick up something heavy from the ground and just lift it off the ground right yeah the the translation from the gym to real life is a very linear line right, right? yeah gotcha. where you, you can totally apply it right to that. It's definitely harder to have that same line from even a clean and jerk and a snatch um, to that real world application. But I think it goes, it goes very far away from just being like, well, I'm never going to just pick up something and like throw it over my head and overhead squat it and then stand it up. Right. Well, like the answer to that is probably no. Right. But, Again, it's like what we've been talking about is all of those, all of the things that are necessary to be able to do both movements are that, that translation from the gym to um, the real, to the real world. Uh, And I think that's where like people, the, the water gets a little bit muddy as far as when you talk about like being functional. Yeah. Right. That is where it gets a little harder, I think, in the turn to to define functional when it applies to the real world. But I think, you know, I think we can both say after this conversation <laughs> emphatically that, you know, working on both the snatch and the clean jerk is the yeah. answer. Trying to develop both of those to the best of your capacity. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about this is uh, if you know you're bad at one of those, focus on that one more. Yeah. Right. Like if you always go to the one you're good at, you know what yeah, and maybe find out why too is it a flexibility issue is it a stability issue is it you know what is happening and we could help you <laughs> determine what that is but yeah what is happening yeah and i uh yeah i just i honestly think that you know both of them together are the the perks of doing them are just far outweigh you know the ever the the negatives of either of them yeah, um, and I, I think that's why I was so excited about this topic when you brought it up. This is like they're both good. Yeah, so. yeah, it's an interesting. It was an interesting one to talk about. But anything else you want to mention about the topic um, that we didn't touch on? I just think too, uh, even kind of talking about, um, you know, people at the gym, members of the gym, out in the out in the real world. If you listen to this, is like. Um, if you don't know a lot about either of the movements, like ask one of us uh, if you want to get better at them. Hopefully this podcast and this episode um, kind of expressed what makes both of them very important as far as um, your daily living goes. And yeah, like Mike said, just come talk to us um, because I think the application of both of them is and the ceiling for them is so high as far as what you can get out of them outside of just pure raw strength um, that I, I really do hope a lot of people take, take our word uh, as far as uh, why they're important. And, um, you know, even if it's Kim and she doesn't like a snatch, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can change her mind a little bit. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what, what everybody thinks about what we had to say and what your opinion on it is. Um, let us know what you yeah. think and, Mike, it might be a cool one to throw in the old Facebook group and be like, just a poll and see see what people's thoughts are. Yeah, yeah, well, look for that. We're definitely gonna do that. We'll see what you guys think, and uh, you know, 
give this a listen to and then uh, let me know if it changes anybody's mind. Uh, yeah. When I first heard it, I was kind of like, like opposite of you. I was a little like, oh yeah, clean and jerk. But then when <laughs> you think about it a little more, I think we, uh, we sufficiently kind of talked about how everything, everything's, both things are important. But I think, you know, when you're presented with a real world scenario here, uh, use whatever, use whatever you need to do to get the job done the most efficiently that you can. Cause like Sean yeah. mentioned, like you mentioned, like it's not always going to be a linear straight line looking like a perfect snatch or a perfect clean and jerk. Uh, but I think working on these things will make you more resilient no matter what is demanded of you. Right. Agreed. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not think we were going to end in perfect agreement. You and I thought we were going <laughs> to you know, not be friends anymore at the end of this one. It's going to get, get mean, you know? going to get ugly yeah. yeah anybody who knows us knows how disagreeable we are yeah and just how angry people we are too yeah usually when i say my opinion i just say it louder to get it across you know <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we prove to people that you can have slight disagreements and still uh still talk about a subject yeah uh all right sean yeah. i like that one that was fun yeah it was a good one <laughs> thanks for chatting with me today and i hope everybody enjoyed that one let us know what you think uh of your opinion and yeah. uh, we will see you next time for another episode on those tuma guys sean have a good one thanks guys see you later <laughs>